with authority. Aloha! Welcome to the most muscles in podcast in various sports, live from inside the Chase Center, the first ever podcast recorded inside the Warriors Chase Center. No hard hats, no vests, <laughs> but we have the key to the place. It looks like it came out of a cartoon. This is with authority. This key is with authority, I'll tell you that. This is fun. We had the opportunity to join Rick Welts, the Warriors team president, for the, the key presentation. He actually opened the door to the Chase Center with the media. Well, only, only us. Only us. Just exclusive us. to ABC7. And we've been here, I, I don't know how many times. This is, I think, my fifth time. And the building is almost, almost complete. Yeah, and currently the building is on a media blackout. We are kind of tucked away in here secretly. So it is amazing. I mean, we took a quick gander at everything. It's it's very close to being done. It looks really impressive. You know, honestly, the most impressive thing I might have seen since we've been here several times, the plaza out front where you can just walk up, watch a game for free on this giant screen. Really laying our eyes on that for the first time is crazy because it did not look anything like that last time we were here. The other thing that's fairly amazing. I just want to be in here one time. Casey mentioned the media blackout. We went into the, the arena bowl area where the court will be, but they have a gigantic jumbotron that retracts. It goes up into the roof. I mean, they have every bell and whistle, and it's just, it's, it's unbelievable to think of what this place is going to be like when it's Warriors-Lakers is the first preseason game that will ever be played in this building. But for big events, this place is going to rock. And it's, it's just mind-blowing all that we've seen through the progression from when it was just strictly dirt and hard hats. And here's what... Imagine what this is going to be. And yeah. It, yeah, our first time here, it really was kind of a pit in the ground. They hadn't even really started building upward yet. I remember we walked into what the theater lobby would later become, and that was even the first time Rick Welts had been there. So, I mean, to see it go from basically like a square hole in the earth to what it is now is crazy. And we've come here a couple times, you know, every few months or so. And, I mean, it's unrecognizable every time. And this last iteration is just beyond belief. And I think it's going to be even better when they do the actual opening because, well, for one thing, we won't have all the construction crews <laughs> sawing in the background while we're doing interviews. But uh, these guys are working hard to try to meet the September 6th date for the first concert with Metallica and the symphony in here. And I think people are just going to be blown away even when they just walk up through the plaza. And one thing that's unique about this building is there are actually going to be two front entrances. Mm -hmm. Well, one's going to be in the front, one's going to be in the back. But for, for concerts and smaller venue events, that'll be the back side. The front side with the Jumbotron and just this gigantic expanse. It reminds me a little bit of Jurassic Park in Toronto where yeah, you see a, a couple thousand people outside who don't have tickets to the game watching and it's just going to be a great community location, whether it's basketball or whatever is going on in the building. Yeah, and even if there's big events like football games or, or like World Cup games or things like that, they're saying that they will have that 
open for people to come just hang out and chill with their friends and a bunch of people on a big screen. It's pretty cool. So, I mean, really, I know we have Rick Welts coming in just a moment, but I'm kind of like at a loss for words looking at this, just knowing what it looked like the first time we were here. It's and amazing. It's amazing what a couple of billion dollars <laughs> will buy you these days. So without further ado, here's the Warriors team president, Rick Welts. This is really exciting. Minutes ago, Warriors team president, Rick Welts, was presented with the key. You still have the key? I still have the key. This is the key to the Chase Center right here. This is the one, the golden key, we should call it. We actually, there is a gigantic this big... This is the golden uh, key. That is the, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> technically is, for ceremonial yeah, purposes. I like that. I, we'll I, set it up as a stage piece. Yeah, that's nice. Can you describe your emotions right now as this is all coming to fruition and years and years and years of planning has finally resulted in this. Well, as you can hear, we still got some work going on. Yeah. So, uh, but, but last night about 10 o'clock, we got word from the fire department that the building was ours. Uh, so today for the first time, we're operating Chase Center. And, you know, looking back the last really eight years to think about uh, the number of people in our organization who have uh, had two jobs and not only running an NBA basketball season, but then planning for this amazing building in San Francisco, the uh, the will of ownership to actually take the leap and make this happen uh, without a penny of tax dollars. Uh, all of this like is a monumental project that all comes together at the same time. And I'm the one who got to open the door, but I was opening that door for thousands of people who have worked to make this thing happen. Now, this is a process that really truly began officially in 2012. I mean, with all the ups and downs you guys had to go through, what is your like your most positive memory from all this and maybe the most trying memory you had through this process? It's a long process. Yeah, I, I, I would say maybe at the groundbreaking was when we knew it was real. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, uh, I don't know if you know, we staged kind of an interesting groundbreaking. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> dancing cranes and acrobats and everything else that... Uh, but it was important that we did that because we were trying to signal something about what Chase Center was going to be. We were trying mm -hmm. to signal that this was going to be something special. We were going to do things that were a little bit outrageous and maybe unexpected and, and bring things here that hadn't been here before. So that was probably, you know, one of the most exhilarating moments because we actually put a shovel on the ground and started construction. Yeah, what about trying Which moments? Which obviously still continues. Yeah, yes. still. Today. Yeah. Well, uh, there was, you know, we originally announced we were moving to Piers 3032. Uh, and we were, we spent two years planning toward that project. And politically, uh, we got caught up in a firestorm about waterfront development. And it wasn't clear that we were going to be able to complete the project at that site. So we had hired a, uh, uh, we hired a, actually a campaign staff. We were going to go to the ballot and ask San Francisco voters uh, if they wanted the project there. So that was a little bit of desperation. That was like, are we really going to be able to get things done? It was really the only time in the, the whole tenure of the project, I think, that we had to doubt whether or not this was possible to do. So I guess that's the low point. Yeah. Have you ever stopped to think about how many man hours you have spent personally in making the decisions, flooring, faucets, retracting <laughs> jumbotrons, 
all sorts of decisions that, I mean, there's thousands of decisions that have to be made on just like a regular home remodel, it seems. <laughs> then when you're talking about this, it's got to be just overwhelming. Fortunately, I'm not really good at math, so I never had to, <laughs> never had to figure that out. But, but think about it. For most of this year, we've had 1,500 workers on site, men and women on site every day. 1,500 people. Like, how do they know what to do every day? I have no idea. Yeah. Like, you know, they all show up for work and like, how do we know it's time to put that wall up? I, I have, I'm fascinated by the whole project. Uh, it's incredibly complicated construction because think about it. Every square inch of this place is designed only once. For Chase Center will never be replicated. Again, every inch of an 800,000 plus square foot building on many levels, every inch is custom, will only be done once. So. The complicated nature of building things like this is uh, mind-boggling for, uh, for we people who really don't understand construction. Has there ever been a moment, did you ever get like a phone call late at night when it came down to, what, what grout are we using for that? I mean, what, <laughs> what, which tile are we like putting in? I the color in? of the stain, Ex we need a new one. Exactly. No, <laughs> repaint that. Was there any of those moments uh, along the way? Fortunately, the grout people don't work that late at night, so mm -hmm. I didn't have a grout problem. Okay. But, uh, now, the late night calls were all about, uh, mostly about political strategy, uh, when we were facing a big vote the next day, or something had changed, or, or some media person had written some ridiculous story that we had to respond to. Larry, and probably. Probably Larry. Yeah. <laughs> um, those were the late night calls. Though, you know, the construction during the day is pretty, pretty measured and, and pretty on point. They know what they're doing. But, but kind of the political strategy around it, making sure that we could navigate all the hurdles that uh, San Francisco places before a project like this to get it done the way San Francisco wants it done, mm -hmm. those are the ones that were the late night calls. This is the first time that you've been in here, that we've been in here, without having to wear hard hats, full right. construction right. gear. This is the first time you've had the keys, you've plugged them in. This is the first podcast that's ever been done in here. Also true. I mean, what do you think, <laughs> though, your emotions are going to be like when you see the people getting to take this in yeah. for the first time? Not the, not the clowns like us, but the real, no. actual fans that paid here to come to see Metallica and the SF Symphony on September 6th. Yeah, I, I, think, I do think about that all the time. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I can't decide where I want to be. I think I want to be right out in that main plaza there watching people arrive mm. and maybe being in this lobby watching the faces yeah. uh, of people who come in for the first time and, and see it. And obviously the first concert would be amazing. I think I have the same emotions on the first Warriors game, right? Yeah. The, October 5th, we're going to play. It's it's just a preseason game. <laughs> yeah, right. But it happens to be against the Los Angeles yeah. Lakers. Uh, and it'll be the first time we'll have a Warriors crowd in the building. I think I'll have those same feelings all over again. So it's going to be a fun couple of months. You've done so much in your professional career. I mean, you worked for the league office. We've done previous interviews where we talked about your brainstorming and coming up with All-Star Weekend, which is an amazing success. How do you look at this? Oh, also, by the way, three uh, championships. Uh, that's part of it. <laughs> when you look at this building as part of your legacy, where do you think that'll be? Because this is going to be a San Francisco treasure for decades. It will be. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the accolades, but literally there are thousands of people who had to do the right thing to make this happen, had to 
had to deal with the politicians, had to deal with the construction, had to deal with traffic, had to deal with every aspect of this. So, you know, I, I, I think for the city of San Francisco, as well as the whole Bay Area, uh, this is going to be a gift. It is a gift, literally, because the Warriors have been able to pay for the whole thing. It doesn't happen other places, and it will be a legacy for a lot of people. It's a legacy for Mayor Ed Lee. Uh, I don't think we'd be sitting here talking if Ed Lee wasn't so passionate about bringing the Warriors back to San Francisco. He won't be here right. to, to see it, the building open. Uh, and there are others who have who have passed away in the time that we've been doing this. Jennifer Matz, an unknown city person who was the point person for the city for two years, uh, who succumbed to cancer a few years ago. So I'll be thinking about all those people, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that, you know, San Francisco and the entire Bay Area will be uh, having this as their favorite new gathering place for a long, long time to come. Now you told a cool story. We did a little walk and talk before this with you and Larry, but a really cool story about how when you acquired the land, this was actually land that was owned by Mark Benioff, right? So, I mean, how much did that help you grease this deal, get it done quickly? And obviously the fact that it's completely privately financed in this state is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, uh, well, it's an important question uh, because Mission Bay is governed differently than every other part of the city, right? There was a master plan developed for every block of Mission Bay years and years ago. And uh, there's a commission in Mission Bay called OCII that governs all of the development here. And uh, this site, uh, while an arena wasn't contemplated, obviously it was a commercial site from day one. So to be able to get these four city blocks on private property, not public report property, which uncomplicates things a lot and makes them much more expensive, yeah. uh, was a godsend because there is no other 11 and a half acre site in San Francisco where this could have been done. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was a little bit of luck, probably a lot of luck. Yeah. And a guy like Mark Benioff, who has a vision for San Francisco that included the Warriors playing mm -hmm. in San Francisco. And, and he he was the one who picked up the phone and made the offer that, that made this property available and made the project possible. Now I know you've taken a lot of steps for the traffic situation. Recently you announced that if you have a Chase Center ticket, you also can ride the Muni. How much do you think that will help? As you said, it I mean it had to be in this spot. Did you hear what you just said? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, it is cool. You have a ticket to an event at Chase Center <laughs> yeah. today. I can ride Muni for free. Mm -hmm. All right, that's the way to get here. There's 200 feet from where we're standing is where the Muni stop is that will drop you off at Chase Center. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've heard, but traffic can be really difficult in San Francisco. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Public transportation is the key. Now, it's going to get better. A year from now, it'll be a lot better than it'll be when we open because the central subway will be open. And mm. that will link the whole uh, uh, BART system uh, to the central subway at Powell Street. And the new subway comes down the same line and will land 200 feet from our awesome. front door. So for the, for the entire Bay Area, uh, a year from now or maybe six months from now, you'll have that opportunity. So. Uh, it's not just public transportation. Obviously, we have 300 bike valet spots mm -hmm. if you want to come and ride your bike here. People can actually walk to this site, which of course they weren't able to do in our prior site. Uh, so we have, we're, we're, all modes of transportation will be available here. 18,000 seats for a full uh, Warriors game uh, compared to 43,000 uh, a few blocks up the street 
at, at the Giant Stadium. So that gives you an idea of kind of the relative size of the crowds we're trying to manage. But so much thought and energy has gone into that and it will be constantly evolving depending upon uh, what new projects are happening, what the traffic considerations are. But public transportation should be key and you get to ride for free uh, to any event, not just Warriors game, any event at Chase Center uh, on Muni. I know you've got to run really soon here, but the building still is not complete, complete. You heard that. I, you know, I noticed that. I'm not, but I, I was wondering, and I have a feeling I know what the answer to this is going to be. Is there one part of the building that makes you smile the most? Oh, great question. Yeah, I think it's adjacent to where we're sitting right now. We fought uh, for budget and fought with the fought to get an amazing entrance experience. Uh, and we have two of them. We have one that we're sitting adjacent to right now. On the opposite side of the building, we have a second main entrance. It's very unusual for an arena like this. Uh, and that will be that we call our theater entrance because we'll be introducing a smaller 2,000 to 5,000 seat theater within Chase Center. We'll be talking more about as time goes on uh, a year from now. So okay. uh, I think the entrance experience will be uh, where people will go, wow, this is more than I ever could have expected and different than I ever imagined a sports arena to look like. Would it be accurate to say that uh, Warriors owner Joe Lacob basically gave you an unlimited budget and you exceeded it? <laughs> uh, it was not his intention, uh, but I will say uh, for Joe and Peter, the reason they're the kind of owners you want to have own your team, a uh, hundred times during the project when we were the part of the project that was far exceeding what we had planned to spend, there was always the option brought to Joe and Peter, here's what we were going to do. We could do this for less money. Not one of those conversations resulted in a change. From oh. Every one of those conversations was, no, we're building the building we set out to build, the vision we set out to have, and that's the building we ended up building. Wow. With everything this team has done, with everything you've built here, do you feel like you're starting to get close to maybe a moment where you can just like, <sighs> take oh, no. a deep breath? We got more to do. <laughs> you got saying, we're, we're in the middle of a run. We're, yeah. not, we're not at the end of anything. And this is the second beginning, right? And mm -hmm. so uh, we have some ideas you may be hearing about the next couple of years of, uh, you know, things that we think we can do here. One is a hotel that's going to be located uh, actually on the Thrive City campus here where Chase Center is located, uh, which, you know, we're going through the starting the approval process right now. Uh, imagine a floor that's just for NBA players. It's mm. oversized, everything in it is oversized, yeah, the shower, cool. the bed, everything else. You never have to go outside to leave your hotel to walk into your locker room. Uh, so that's an immediate project that we have right in front of us. But we've got some other ideas we'll look forward to sharing with you in the future too well thanks so much for your time this i don't know how many tours we've done already but it just gets better and better and better every time we come down here so be here for the ribbon cutting oh absolutely i'm gonna be okay. here for okay. everything okay I, I guess you, you got want the this key? back what well, well, no oh, no 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 i don't want everything. i can i just run i know there's a locksmith i can i make a duplicate yeah, <laughs> I, can change those locks faster than I just want to be able to sneak in when you know late and I, oh look at the concert i just anyway this is this is your key there you go Thank there's your you. real key here's your fake key uh, yes. yes yeah perfect Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Rick Wells, Warriors president. Thank you again. Our special thanks to Warriors president Rick Wells. Not just for this, but for all of his tours, because he's been tremendous with us, giving his time and educating us about the process. 
as they've gone through every iteration of this amazing building. And it's just gonna be fun to come down here and see event after event. And of course, obviously the Warriors are the primary tenant, but there's gonna be so much going on here. This is, it's going to be, it, in some ways it'll be similar, I think, to when the Giants ballpark, Oracle Park, where it started out as Pac-Bell, when, because there was nothing in this Mission Bay area beforehand, and the baseball stadium was kind of the the anchor tenant in this area, and now you have this with office buildings, and you heard Rick talking about a hotel that they're talking about, uh, which is would also be amazing right across the way with water views, I'm sure. So here we are, and... Uh, I guess we have to give the gigantic key back. No, I'm gonna put this in my pocket. I think it'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it actually unlocks anything. It's going to be. But uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Not conspicuous is... at all, walking around with that uh, shoved no. down your. We might, your, we might take your, one more your sneak, pant leg. <laughs> sneak peek past the media blackout. We can't show you any of it, but our eyes will have seen it. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining us on this edition of With Authority. Aloha. With Authority.